Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. y'all welcome back to the show it is absolutely fabulous here in texas and today's episode is all about food for the soul and for your tummy too we have celebrity chef glennis albright joining us but before i jump into my chat with glennis i have a question have you rated reviewed or subscribed to brunch and slay the podcast yet if you haven't if you answered no to any of those questions then you know what to do if you're not driving go ahead scroll down click the button, click the stars on whatever platform you listen on. All reviews matter. Of course, I love those from iTunes just a little bit more. I'm that mom, y'all. iTunes is, is life when it comes to podcasts. Y'all know that by now. I say it every week. But if you haven't done so already, go ahead and do it. Share. And if you aren't in a position to do that and you're sitting at your desk, you don't know how to do it, just share it on whatever social media platform you listen on. I'm pretty sure you're going to love what Glennis and I talk about today. So, Glennis Albright. Let me just tell you right now, in researching Glennis for the show, I my mouth was watering. Okay. I saw all kind of yummy treats, delectable. Oh, I can't talk tonight. Delectable bites that I really wanted to get my hands on. So Glennis has worked and shared her delicious treats with everyone from Alicia Keys to Oprah Winfrey and even one of my favorites, Mr. John Legend. So help me welcome to the show the founder of Just Sweet Enough, Cookie Dots, and serial entrepreneur, Dr. Glennis Albright. Hi, Glennis. Hello there. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited to have you. (laughs) So, you know, I got to know, have you always been a baker? Um... You know, I, I answer to the term of I'm a good uh, cook. Some people call me a chef because, you know, a chef is the head of the, the kitchen. Um, but uh, my vocation is a nutritional therapist. And what I do is I create treats for people with different health challenges. So let's talk about that journey. I know this is one of those things that touches close to home because when you first started down, this, you weren't doing this originally, right? This yeah. wasn't your always your calling. You, yes. you took ill, and because of that, you decided to change the way you, you eat and you live. Tell me right. about that journey. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, let's start from New Orleans. I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, my family and I relocated to Los Angeles, California when I was 10. And so I always enjoyed cooking and baking. Uh, a few years after we arrived in Los Angeles, my father was in a very bad car accident which forced me to become the person to prepare meals while my mom was at work. So that's how I really got those skills. You know, watching my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mother taking notes. My father cooked a lot too. And so I decided that, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do to help out the family. Fast forwarding to uh, right before I turned 36, uh, my body began to change, and I was going through some, you know, tiredness, that kind of thing. Went to the doctor for one thing and found out that I was, you know, I had cancer, a rare blood disease, uh, chronic myeloid leukemia. Uh, that changed my life, the lives of my family. And uh, basically, my doctor told me that I needed to not only change my diet, but I had to change my lifestyle. 
Uh, although I ate very well, um, I had poor eating habits. And poor eating habits meant for me, running businesses, being a wife, a mother, eating on the run, lots of stress, fast fooding, um, sometimes skipping meals, uh, you know, but still working out. So I wasn't fueling my body properly. Uh, so anyway, long story short, I had to cut all that stuff out, put all my concentration on healing. And uh, since my diet had to change, I decided to create a food line for people who were like me. And every time I would go into the cancer center, I would bring in some of the samples of my treats. And just in case you were wondering, why did I choose desserts? It's because most times when we're diagnosed with a very serious illness, desserts are usually the first thing that's taken away from us. So I figured, well, why not create a dessert line that had all the nutrients in it so I can heal while I'm eating my treats and I can help other people as well. So in, from 1994 to 1996, when I was going through my, my really hard storm, I created Just Sweet Enough. And then later I worked with Dr. Malfobi and I created the, the treats cookie line. I mean, cookie dots, that's my uh, cookie, uh, gourmet cookie line. And um, then from there, I, I started doggy cookie dots and then Mrs. Albright's tea cakes. And here we are in 2019, we put everything under one umbrella and it's Glennis's Kitchen. So glennyskitchen.com, you can find all the Albright Cuisine products, Just Sweet Enough, uh, cookie dots, doggy cookie treats, Mrs. Albright's tea cakes, as well as my nonprofit name. So, man, let's back this story up a little bit. <laughs> because... take in. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that. But I want to talk about a woman who just just found found out that she has a rare disease, mm -hmm. and a lot of people probably would be mentally not in a place to take on something as major as starting a new business. So let's talk about that lady because she's a beast. Well, that beast of a lady has always been a businesswoman. So since I was 10, remember I loved to, to cook and bake. I was the little girl who would bake all the desserts and the birthday cakes for the single mothers in my neighborhood. So it was in me and, you know, but really being a surgeon was what I really wanted to do. And during my sophomore year at UCLA, um, I started making these delicious waffles, pancakes, and crepes. Unbeknownst to me that that was truly my calling, was to create foods for people of all walks of life, not only folks who are ill, but also people who uh, love comfort foods as well. Um, when I was diagnosed, that was a hard blow for me, um, but I had that conversation with God, okay, I'm going to school to be a doctor. What area are you gonna take me in? And he decided, you're gonna be a doctor, but it's gonna be in the area of nutrition. You're not gonna be a brain surgeon. So it was, it was a hard journey, an interesting journey, but I'm enjoying every single bit of it. Because when the doctor told me, you will not reach your 37th birthday, and I'm gonna be 62 next week. Woo woo, um, yeah. Very, very serious about, you know, about healing. Uh, it is a hard blow for anyone who is diagnosed with a serious illness or you, uh, let's say a date is being uh, stamped on you. And I'm telling all of your audience members, uh, man cannot give you that date. I had to basically 
put on my big girl panties and said, okay, God, we got to fight this. And I decided that um, that's what I was going to do. I did all the things that the doctors required of me. And I tried to give them the best body that I could, considering what was going on. Uh, you know, fighting cancer is a tough fight, no matter what kind of cancer it is. Uh, it's a tough fight. And you have to make up your mind, hey, I got to do this. There are people who need me, mainly, you know, my husband and my children. Um, so that was my big thing, was to sit down and have that, that inner talk. Like, what's next for me? Am I going to just sulk and allow this to take over? Or am I going to fight it and become the conqueror at the end? And I decided to fight it. And I am completely healed. I do have to, uh, you know, go to the doctor regularly. I eat healthily. Uh, there's not one thing that I've taken out of my diet, really. I just make sure that I eat uh, anything, especially sugary stuff, in moderation. Uh, I cook a certain way, but I make sure that it's delicious. Coming from New Orleans, you know, although I don't add extra sugars and salts and stuff into my food, there's a way that you can prepare your foods so that you don't have to add all those things in it. And when I started the Just Sweet Enough uh, line, uh, I depend on fruits, vegetables, herbs, and spices. And when you have those elements in your foods, you don't really have to add a whole lot of uh, sugar and salt because you're, you're putting in all that good flavor. And on top of that, you're adding in all those things that God has created for us for healing. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you did not stop. You know, a lot of times you hear people, they're motivated for a window of time, maybe when that healing needs to be taken place, maybe a couple of years after. But here we're talking about after 20 years and you're still going strong and finding different ways to cultivate that, those recipes and to share them with other people. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. And there are some recipes on the website as well. Ah, y'all. So get ready. Get your tablets, get your printers, make sure you got the ink and get ready. Yes. <laughs> click on it and there's some recipes. Of course, you'll be using my products to make all these delicious treats. Of course. Uh, or you can place an order and I can ship some things to you. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that. So you have waffle mix, you have all these different, like you said, products that you have. What was that process? And where were you in the journey when you decided that not only did you want to make them and package them as, and sell them as goods, but you wanted to sell the actual ingredients? Um, let's see, with Just Sweet Enough, like I said, during 1994 through 96, instead of laying down and really succumbing to my illness, I decided to get up and do something about it. So informing Just Sweet Enough, uh, which is a gourmet dessert line that consists of uh, pound cakes, cookies, and pies, and then later forming cookie dots and then, you know, dog treats and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was one of those things where uh, it was just in me. I always knew how to cook and having a chemistry, psychology, epidemiology background, it was... I guess, natural for me to fall into creating, you know, treats, knowing what to do, what, what, what uh, ingredients to add in so that it's not too sweet, but it's just sweet enough. And then fast forwarding to the comfort food line uh, with the waffle mix and the all-purpose coating mix and the scratch mix, I decided that, you know, if Martha Stewart and Rachel Ray and Emerald Lagasse, if they can have... Uh, a comfort food line and a healthy line. Why couldn't I? 
So I decided, let me do my comfort foods. Let me start uh, letting my audience know that I started out doing the waffles and the crepes and the pancakes and frying the chicken and the catfish and all that while I was in college. So why not share those treats too? So in 2007, I decided to expand my businesses by offering the comfort food line. And everyone is happy because most of the um, celebrities that you see on my website, they've been to our home and it's become an Albright tradition. When any of the celebrities uh, uh, you know, perform at the Pepsi Center or at the Soil Dove, they end up coming to our house. And we, we uh, transform the basement into a restaurant and all they want is my waffles, pancakes and crepes my delicious fresh lemonade, banana pudding, <laughs> and uh, decorated cakes. And that's what I feed them. All I need to know is a head count. Oh, how the cool is that? Band, yeah, the entire band would come over. So a lot of Gerald's friends and some of my friends, um, you know, when they come over, that's the food that they eat. And uh, one of my friends kept saying, you got to put this in a box. We got to be able to prepare this at home. So I thought about it in uh, 2015, I started, you know, my wheels were turning and I said, you know, I'm gonna do this. So it took about a good year to uh, turn my recipes into formulas for mass production. And here we were at 2017, I launched um, the Glenis' products and uh, we had a beautiful uh, party at uh, Spagatini's in Seal Beach, California. And then now I'm going all over the world, bringing Glennis's Kitchen with me, preparing my, my waffles and fried chicken. I was just about to say, don't y'all just want a plate right now? Just listening, like, I want to taste those waffles. <laughs> but that is so cool. I, I really enjoy hearing about how that passion, and, I, and I'm really feeling kind of blessed to hear the story from beginning to end because a lot of times the folks who come on the show they're in maybe they're not in a brand new stage of their business but they're probably under 10 years you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so they haven't yet had the hiccups that maybe you've encountered or the stay in power or the or some of the really strong pivots I think a lot of folks on the show do we all have some kind of pivot that leads us mm -hmm. but I love hearing how that that seed was already planted you just didn't know how it would feed your soul. You started back then. And that's oftentimes I see that us return back to things that we loved as a youth. It was always there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, my father told me years ago before he passed away, he said, you know, you're going to help everyone across the world with your foods. And I'll get, you know, daddy, come on. You know, this is something that I could do in my sleep. I'm not going to be doing this. You know, I'm going to be operating on, you know, folks who are really, really sick and the whole bit. I just didn't see it. You know, and sometimes God gives us that vision. But, you know, at 10 years old, I just didn't see it. I thought, you know, well, this is something that I'm going to do, you know, just for fun. And I am having fun still. Um, right. But yeah. it's, so, it's so funny how the things that come natural that are your gifts are the things mm -hmm. that I think we're, we have to find a way, a better way of teaching our younger, younger girls and younger selves mm -hmm. how to embrace those and figure out, they say it all the time when you do what you love, you know, it's never work. And, and people just always wonder, well, how can I make money off surfing? How can I make money off braiding hair? How can I make money off whatever it is that they love that they did as a kid? Yeah. Uh, but man, this is just, this is just true. So some of us need to go back and, do a little meditation and ask some questions and, and ask for some guidance. Cause I think that's really cool. 
So I, I want you to finish this sentence for me. I'm going to say a couple of words and just tell me what the first thing is that comes to your mind. Okay. Sometimes I. Daydream. <laughs> oh, do you get lost in them? Sometimes I daydream. Oh yeah, I get lost in it. I think about things that I'm going to be doing in the next three years, sometimes five years. You know, once I retire, will I retire? Uh, you know, will I continue to travel the world? I love daydreaming because during those times, I just create, really. So what's your favorite country? Um, let's see. Hmm. Let's go for my favorite island. I love going to St. Lucia. Now that's on my list and I haven't been there yet. So I'm going to have to move it on up because you're like the second person in a while who's, who's mentioned that to me. So I'm going to have to jump on that. Yeah. And then as far as country, let's see, I love when we visited um, Rome, Italy. Uh, that was, oh gosh, that was so spiritual. It was so, uh, gosh, it touched my soul just to see all the history and uh, the places that we visited. Um, I don't know, I just felt so at home, even with the foods. It reminded me of when I grew up in New Orleans, um, we lived in the seven quarters. So my community was very diverse. All my mother's friends were, uh, you know, some were, were, of course, black. And then we had um, lots of Italians, lots, lots of Jewish people, and they would share recipes, and somehow my mom would combine a lot of the cultures together. So whenever I meet up with folks, um, let's say, for instance, if we had dinner, I remember once uh, Dave Cos was here, and I said, hey, let's have some Manischewitz wine. And he's like, what do you know about Manischewitz wine? Because it's a Jewish wine. And I said, well, that's what we would drink you know, for dinner as a kid. So there was a Jewish thing going on, and you know, a Catholic thing going on, and uh, just all the stuff and the way my mom made it, meatballs. Oh my gosh. It was just delicious how she used her Southern roots mixed in with um, things that she learned from her Italian friends. So it's just really, really great. You know, how all this stuff kind of meshed together. More brunch and slay after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slay. And now back to brunch and sleigh. Oh man, that had to have been amazing. No, I love um, I love food. Period. So I'm just getting lost yeah. in. <laughs> yes. okay. All right. So now finish this. What comes to your mind when I say this? Love is. Love is my family. Oh. Cheryl, Selena, and Brandon. Never would I have thought that Glennis's kitchen products would be what they are today and i would be entitled the waffle queen <laughs>
<laughs> I'll take it. So I know that there's somebody listening who has a product, a food product that they would love to get out in front of people. What is some advice you have about some hic- or some hiccups to avoid that you encountered over the last few years? Oh, okay, let's see. How can I answer that one? I would tell all the new entrepreneurs out there to never give up. It's going to be a lot of hard work. But remember, an entrepreneur is someone who puts in that 24-7 routine. You're doing everything that some folks say they wouldn't do so that later in life, when you become my age, you can live the way they can't. Stick to it. Uh, Keep that determination. Don't let anyone take you off your path. And uh, keep it positive. Because there are going to be some hiccups. There's more to, to running a business than just saying, let's say, for instance, if they are starting a dessert business like I did, um, it's not as easy as, oh, I'm going to bake some cookies and I'm going to sell them. You know, that's what you do with your friends and your family members. When you're doing it for the masses, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, there are things that rules and regulations that you have to abide by, depending upon what state, city and county that you live in. So you, you know, make sure that you're uh, doing your homework. Don't take any shortcuts, you know, do your homework and find out, do I need a commercial kitchen? Will I get in trouble if I bake from home? Uh, How do I, you know, save my name, the name of my products? How do I save it so that no one else would steal it from me? Uh, There's so many things that you need to do to make sure that you are covered legally. You know, hire an attorney. Uh, Make sure that all your things are patent, your drawings, your recipes, uh, the name and the whole bit. Uh, Save up and pay the money because taking the shortcut route, you're going to end up losing out. That's great advice, especially with not taking. You get what you pay for, folks. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's there. I'm sure there's plenty of sites where they say, oh, you can do this for $50 or $100 or whatever. I decided to hire a, a patent attorney to make sure that all my stuff is covered, that um, all these little uh, advertisements that come in the mail, you know, pay $1,000 and, and you can keep your name and all that. Because, you know, once your name is out there, everyone's going to try to jump on board to steal from you. Um, so it's best to make sure that you just pay the money, bite the bullet, pay the money, get it done right the first time. (laughs) The second time is just not good enough. The second time may mean you have to change your name because you thought of something that was already done. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and we see that a lot, especially nowadays, there is nothing new under the sun as my mom always says. And, you know, people, a lot of folks just lack originality and, I think it's definitely always good to know that you have some kind of security. And it, it also kind of helps deter people from even trying when they see that register symbol or, you know, you have patent pending or patented in your bio. I think it does help. Now, I know. Yeah. It, an, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I know another thing that's really close to your heart is Glennis Cares. Yes, Maine. Um, I realized that there were things that I went through when I was very ill. Uh, for one, um, there are five elements that may change. Nine times out of 10, these things are going to change. And that is your hair, your skin, your teeth, your nails, and your weight. You may lose all of your hair or some of it. 
your skin may change. It's going to be pretty traumatic. So for me, me being a black woman, uh, all the golden tones left my skin. Um, so I became pretty pale looking. Uh, your teeth, depending upon the medication that you're being given, you may have bone loss. So you may lose some of your teeth. Um, your weight, continuing upon the medication, you may gain weight or you may lose weight. Your nails, they may become brittle or they may bend like paper. Unfortunately, in our society, especially for women, not to male bash, um, those five elements are what we women are judged by, our hair and teeth, nails and weight. And just think about it, you know, before a person goes on even a blind date, you know, what does she look like? Is she tall? Is she short? Is she fat? Is she skinny? Does she have hair? Is she bald headed? Does she have teeth? Are the teeth hers? You know, all these things <laughs> we have to go through. And we as women continue upon our jobs, we may lose our jobs. Because, you know, just think if you're a hostess, you know, you're representing the company. You're the first person that they see. Uh, the company may say, you know, we're going to uh, give you some time off because you're not representing them. They want pretty people. You know what I'm saying? They want someone with hair. They want someone who, uh, uh, you know, doesn't look too scrawny. They want smile. And it's just so sad that those things may leave us. And how do you feel? You're already going through a life-threatening illness. And now the elements, the characteristics, the facets that make you feel good are leaving you. So I decided, I know how I felt that I wanted to help other women and men to get that self-esteem back. So I formed Maine and what we do, M-A-N-E, Maine, just think about it. Your Maine is your hair. And unfortunately, when we as women lose our hair, we have to wear wigs, we've got to glue it on, sew it on, braid it in. We have to do all these things to fit in because you don't want to be categorized. And how many times are we guilty of looking at someone and saying, oh, you know, with sadness, oh, her hair is gone. She must be going through the cancer. You know, that kind of thing. No one wants to hear that. Right. Or um, take it to another level. You see someone who is maybe four or 500 pounds and you say, poor thing. If she were to lose 200 pounds, she would be cute. Well, why would you say that? You never know what she's going through. After working with Dr. Malphobie of the Phoby Pouch, which is a form of gastric bypass surgery, I got a chance to meet lots of women and men who were five and 600 pounds. And believe me, after they had the surgery, um, they were 35 to 40 pounds lighter in less than eight weeks, you know, right after their surgery. Mm -hmm. So if you see someone walking down the street and they're what we would call sometimes roly-poly or whatever, and you look at her and go, oh, wow, yeah, if she lost weight, she might look cute. Well, honey, last year, you don't know what she went through. She may be 300 pounds and strutting, but maybe last year she was 500 pounds. Right. So in going through my illness, it really helped me. And it taught me that you never know what a person is going through. So never pass judgment on that, you know? So forming Maine, you know, where hair is the main thing, yeah. we help women to replace their eyelashes, their eyebrows, uh, taking care of their scalps sending them to get their gums, you know, taken care of. Because, you know, terrible uh, gums, um, that's a, a straight line to the heart, you know, to, to have to ingest all the infection that's going on in your mouth. We send them to get their nails done. We help them to take care of their skin that has gone through a lot of trauma from the chemo and the radiation therapy. 
So it was so near and dear to me that I wanted to help other people. So that's what we do um, with Maine. When you go to my website, you'll get a chance to see all the things that we do uh, to give back to the community and to give back to the world and those who are going through it the way I went through it and others who are like me. Oh, you just give me all kinds of feel goods today. <laughs> all kinds. This is the kind of stuff I love. Seriously. So, yeah, we as women, we do. I mean, not like I said, not to male bash or anything, but we really do need to get that sisterhood back, you know, where we take care of each other and, and build each other up. I love to see a group of sisters just lifting each other up. That was one of the reasons why I joined Delta Sigma Theta Sorority because honey. Oh, there you go. See, there you like, go. I got my sisters to lift me up if ever. <laughs> well, I happen to be a woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Hey, look, my first roommate was um, was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. We got along just fine. That's right. All love. That's no, but seriously, I have tons of friends who are Deltas. I have to give everybody a hard time, and they listen every week. They know I love them. I love. I love all women who are out here lifting other women up. Period. There you go. There you go. Same thing, sisterhood, just different brand name, right? Right. There you go. So this Saturday, mm -hmm. you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Okay, let me tell you what's happening this Saturday. This Saturday, I will be live inside Glennis's Kitchen uh, making my waffles. Saturday is uh, National Waffle Day. So I'm going to be celebrating with some of my friends. But if there was one person who I can invite to come, it would be Maya Angelou. Oh. If she could just come and sit down and just fill me up with more of her wisdom and eat my food. Oh my gosh, that would just be wonderful. I, I think a lot of people will love that one. Yeah. Oh Maya, yes. I think so much of my mom, even the way she looks, um, you know, she reminds me of my mom. People would, would come up to me and go, you know, your mom rem reminds me of uh, Maya Angelou. Has anyone ever told you that? And I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is, is extremely important is that we always pour back into the people who pour into us. And you've been so generous with your time and sharing your story and motivating us and all those chefs out there who are pursuing taking their products and launching them. So I got to know what good vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Um, pray for um, good health good health and prosperity. Done. Y'all heard it. So that takes two seconds. Go ahead and, and send those vibes. She's going to feel them when y'all listen to this. Just go on and send them her way. I, I guarantee on the day that it airs, it'll give her the boost that she needs to do what conquer whatever she needs to conquer for the day. Thank you so much. Because you know, with good health, my husband always say, there's only one of you, honey. So you got to keep your health up. Oh, how long have y'all been married? We've been married for almost 38 years. Oh, We've wow. Been together, we just celebrated 47 years Man. together on June 9th. So it all started June 9th, 1972, probably before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a whole nother episode about something that lasts that long. That's something. I know you got a lot of wisdom in there. Yeah, I met him during um, junior high school, which is now called middle school. And he's my best friend. So yeah, 47 now, 47 and a half years. So. Oh my goodness. Wow. So of course, now everybody's in love and they got to get their hands on some waffles. So <laughs> where can they follow you and how can they support you? 
Okay, they can support me by going to GlennisKitchen.com. They can follow me on all social media under Glennis Albright, uh, Just Sweet Enough, Albright Cuisine, uh, Inside Glennis Kitchen, Glennis Kitchen. So you can find me in a whole bunch of ways. <laughs> uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. All right. Well, thank you so much, Glennis. I have thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. This is perfect timing because it's starting to hail. Oh, well, let's hurry up and wrap this up. <laughs> oh, y'all, if you, if you love this show as much as I did and you can't wait to get your hands on some of Glennis's products, you know what to do. Go ahead and support. And I always say, give a fee at least 30 days Follow her, support her, show her some love, tell her how much you enjoy listening to her story. And no matter what, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. Until next time, y'all, this is Brunch and Slay. Bye.